Hey, I wanted to let you guys know that I, I looked up everything on in content this time, and I'm not gonna incorrectly analyze a video game based on what it is. <laughs> Good job. Perfect. That's what Proud I of you. I'm trying real hard. But Google like what is genre of insert game name. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a big thing we're gonna miss out on though. I mean, I can try to just pull something, you know. Just mm. okay. I'll I'll work on it for you. How about that? Let me let me All let right. me think while we're talking here. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, welcome to the forecast episode. What episode is this? 43? 75. Episode 75. Welcome to the forecast. Episode wrong. 43. Forecast is a bi-weekly is podcast produced. Yes, it is. Bi-weekly podcast produced every other Thursday. Uh, we are a group of people who love exploring all kinds of things from video games to board games to film to random entertainment things we sort of come across and then just random stuff that we think about during the week uh, or I guess you can say the two weeks between casts. Um, I am the joined Fortnite. this week. Yes, the Fortnite, Alex. Thank you. I am joined this week with Alex, Chad, Jake, John, Caleb, and Owen. Hey, Jake hey John's yo. one person. Jake John Hi. is one. Me. You just, you <laughs> so just said a stream confused. of first names, so I just want to make that clear. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like a hyphenated first name. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, anyways, you can follow us on Facebook.com forward slash We Are the Horizon Community, or you can check out our website at WeAreTheHorizon.com. All of the links are going to be in our cast notes. It'll be posted on our website as well as to uh, whatever podcasting app that you use. So let's get into it. And we will start with what we always start with now, which is, which is what you've been playing and how you do or don't feel about it in one minute and 30 seconds or less, which I think we should change to probably about four minutes each because wow, that's what we end up. You shut about. your mouth. <laughs> it just happens. It just People get on a roll and then you can't stop them. You can't. I'm going to time myself this time. I'll okay. see if I can get everything in in a minute. 30. <clears throat> Listen, I know that pretty much everyone in this channel, with the exception of Owen, or on this cast with the exception of Owen, is going to want to talk about Divinity. So we're going to hold off on Divinity. <laughs> Sorry, Jake. I know that's the only thing you have written. Next that's your name. all I got. I know. Uh, but let's start with Alex. What have you been playing besides Divinity? Besides Divinity, um, I picked up this new game called Heat Signature. It is from the developer of Gunpoint, if you remember that game. Oop. What's that game? Yeah, Gunpoint. Um, so this game, Heat Signature, is like a... You're, you're in outer space, you got a little spaceship pod, and basically you like make runs to board other spaceships and like go through them, wreck everybody, get loot... And like leave, and there's a lot more to it than than that. But it's <laughs> like the space pod um, flying is pretty cool. You just like control it with your mouse, and uh, basically you've got to basically crash your little boarding ship into these other ships, and then walk out from your ship into theirs. And it kind of plays like um, like a Hotline Miami that you're constantly pausing. So like the flow of the combat is like. Get yourself into a situation, hit spacebar to pause, you open action, unpause, let it happen, pause again. Kind of like, um, what's the other one that was kind of like gunpoint, but you pause Ronin. a bunch? Ronin. Yeah, oh, so never mind. 
Kind of like Ronin, except for it's like top down, like Hotline Miami. Huh. And you're like boarding spaceships and, and hitting people with swords and shooting people. And you can break glass windows and suck people out into space. Oh, and also, if you get caught, they throw you out of the the air um, lock. The air, yeah, the airlock. They space you. <laughs> they freaking space you, and you shoot out. Like the whole game is like this giant galaxy, and like the camera dynamically zooms, like depending on like how fast you're going or like how far away from stuff you are. So they like shoot you out of this airlock, and you're just like flying away from the ship and you have like 30 seconds of oxygen and you've got to like pause the game, pull up your remote control for your pod, detach the pod from the ship and have it come and pick you up, like control it to match your speed and come and grab you. Huh. And then you like go back to that ship again and like <laughs> reboard it. You think Didn't if we... they catch you a second time, they just shoot you. <laughs> Didn't we learn from the Martian that it's really difficult to make two things meet in the middle of space? <laughs> you know, it's a video game. It's a video game. That's right. Caleb probably coded it. It's cool. It's got some roguelike elements. Why always come back to me? <laughs> I'm. I haven't died yet, but I'm pretty sure if you die, you just pick up another life, like a different, from like a different person, like um, Rogue Legacy. Like you have like a couple people to choose from in the beginning that have like different abilities that they start with. Is there an end goal for this game? Um. I don't know. I think so. I haven't gotten that far in to tell. Okay. There is like some overarching quests and stuff. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. Jake, Jake, you've been playing anything other than Divinity? I have not. Okay, great. <laughs> Owen, what have you been playing? <laughs> All right. So, been playing some Overwatch. They did the new update. No um, freaking way. You've been playing Overwatch, Owen? You know, I look at my <laughs> Steam page every single day and question what I'm going to play. And then I realized that everyone's playing Divinity without me, so I was like, well, guess I'm playing Overwatch. Mm. You know what that means? Uh, I have no friends. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. Pretty much. Deep. Um, can, anyway. Can I just say that, like, right after you said that, Owen, Aaron laughed with the most, <laughs> like, hearty, like, the high-pitched squeal laugh. Like, wow, it's true. Owen doesn't have friends. <laughs> I've I've accepted this about me. Um, but yeah, so Overwatch, been playing the new uh, map, Junkertown. It's interesting. I do like it. The first point is very open, and then it goes into steadily more and more confined spaces as you go through. Uh, so whereas, like, Sim would be really bad at the start, she's super clutch when you get to the last point. So... I think it's really interesting. I like the new map. I like the flavor of it. Uh, you know, junk, uh, Junkrat and Mako, and it, it's a nice Australian vibe. So that should be fun. And um, the new changes to D.Va and Mercy. Uh, D.Va can now fire missiles and kick the crap out of people. So D.Va got boosted. Yay, D.Va. Mercy now has single reses and can fly around and heal a bunch of people as her ult. Um, it takes a little getting used to. I like the Mercy changes. I think the Mercy changes are really good and make Mercy like players more active in the game. However, the only thing I do not like about it is no one fucking understands to shoot the Mercy now. Like before hmm. it was like, hey, probably kill the Mercy because she might have res. Now it's if you see the Mercy and you're not shooting her instantly, you're doing something wrong. And for some strange reason, I keep getting teams that no one can comprehend 
shoot the Mercy. So they end up, like, killing a Roadhog, which is ridiculously hard to kill. And then the Mercy just comes over and reses the Roadhog. And then they sit there for another ten minutes trying to kill the Roadhog again. And I'm just like, why don't you just kill the Mercy so she can stop resing the Roadhog? You know, Owen, for all your excitement about Overwatch, I feel like every time you talk about it, it ends, like, we, we get on this, like, trail where it's good, it's good, and then all of a sudden we start diving. And we talk about all of the frustrating things about Overwatch. I, I just feel, feel like there's a lot of people that need to understand how to play the goddamn game. Mm. Mm. Also, so much, I've been, I've been meaning to ask you, uh, you're, you talk about Switch all the time, but you never talk during what you've been playing about things you've been playing on the Switch. Is that because you don't play anything new on it? Or yeah, you've I gotten rid bought, of it? You sold it? I, I, I still have it. Uh, I just finished playing extra uh, content for Legend of Zelda uh, mm. and doing some of the DLC for that. And um, yeah, I haven't I haven't bought anything new. The next on my list is to get Rabbids because everyone's <laughs> talking about that. I think the other thing is that like at, for me, I want a game on the Switch that I can buy and I can play for hundreds of hours, and I don't want to just sink money into it for six dollars a game every month so i'm trying to like wait for some of these bigger titles like mario rabbits to get ch- cheaper before yeah. i i lap them up so it sits on a shelf of regret <laughs> no i play zelda i play mario kart i play it with it on my metro right the Switch. idea of waiting for nintendo games to get cheaper <laughs> i laugh yeah. at you <laughs> it's, a, Switch it's, regret. it's a bit jokey wait so owen how uh what's your time on this what do you mean? What's my time on this? You said you were, you were timing. You said you're timing it. Oh yeah, no. Uh, I'm you're on Pokemon fair. right like now, yeah. and I was also interrupted. So <laughs> that's okay. Uh, uh, while we're on the topic of Switch, I am actually playing it right now. The new oh. Rayman Origins came out for it. I know is that it's new a, or port. Is that a re-release. Okay, it's a yeah, port. yeah, okay. Yeah, no. So it's not terribly interesting to talk about, but it's fun. Yeah, it's a good game. Jake, I'm excited. You had something else to talk about. Well, I literally, other than this moment right now, it's been like Divinity. I played like an hour of Persona 6, or 5. 6 doesn't I was about exist. to say, holy Man, crap. You got a real early copy of Persona 6. Yeah, you know how it is. Uh, what but do they yeah, call no. that devolver? Earliest release? Earliest <laughs> yeah, access. Yeah. Earliest access. Got some nice concept art. E. Um, I am kind of in the same boat. I have played like a couple games of Dota, but it's been primarily Divinity. Um, and another thing we'll talk about here in a little bit, but outside of board games, I have been playing a lot of guillotine. Have you guys played guillotine or outside of video games? Have you guys played guillotine, the board game? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, for some reason we found ourselves, uh, Janae and I have found ourselves playing guillotine at dinner pretty much, um, every night this week. So, wow. uh, let's play a fun game where we pretend like someone doesn't know what guillotine is. Guillotine is, um, kind of like a cards set in the center of the table in a row and basically there's a guillotine at the very end and every turn somebody is gets their head chopped off by the guillotine you collect the card that card is worth a certain amount of points and then there's some cards that allow you to switch the order of which people are in the line to get guillotined in order to collect cards that are just more beneficial or worth more points to you so um it's very much just a Draw an action card, use an action card. You have like a handful of cards that you can use and collect the the people that are being guillotined um, at the end of the line. All right. Um, Caleb, what have you been playing? I've been playing, other than Divinity, some Pyre, 
which was Super Giants game. I think we've talked about this a little bit before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I finally started playing some. And obviously, it's Super Giant, so it's beautiful. And it's got amazing mm-hmm. soundtrack. And I think this one seems to focus a lot more on storytelling than the last two. And a lot, lot, lot less on gameplay, seeing as there's very little gameplay. Most That's of the not game... true. There's handball. Yeah. <laughs> Don't sell it short. <laughs> Most of the game is you interacting with the characters and moving throughout the world. And then occasionally that's split up by some playing some handball. Which, at first, I didn't really like it that much because it felt like it was only there for the sole purpose of talking to people so you could like raise their skills and stuff so they would be meaningful in some way. But I don't know. The more I play it, the more I like that mechanic. Did you but think that they wanted to just make like a visual novel and then they were like, shit. That's, that's what probably it felt shouldn't. like at first. That really is. But the more I play it, the more it feels like it's actually a piece of the game that's important. Mm. Don't get me wrong, but that, that is uh, it's also like that's an independent mode, correct? You just play only that. Yeah, or, you or can play versus, stuff. I think, online. Okay, because that's what we played when we were at PAX. That I was think the it's little... not online. Oh, it's not online? Oh, freaking course it's yeah. not online. Oh, I just assumed it was. So what, it's just like practice Seems matches like it against should be. bots? It has local, co- uh, local. Co- local competitive. Okay, interesting. Mm. Might have to confirm that, but I'm pretty sure that was like a, like it's a got choice some on very, their part. Right. It's got some very interesting like character choices and stuff that you do. So I, I, I like it. It's pretty fun. Yeah, when you say, it says local multiplayer. When you say interesting character choices, do you mean that as in like really shitty character choices that you're being nice about? <laughs> no. Or like... No, like you go through the world with these characters and then you have to make decisions about them at certain points. Mm. And some of the decisions are quite tough. Like there's a dog and he has a mustache. And at one point he asks <laughs> you if you like his not mustache. This <laughs> no, this sounds <laughs> very not important. tough. That if you is... tell him you don't like it, he'll shave it off. Yep. Oh! He sure Why is. would he do that? Because he doesn't like it. Trust your judgment, man. No, yeah. he, he needs the mustache. He's a very fancy dog. Well, then tell him he doesn't you need like the mustache. It. Looks awful. When you lose a mustache, <laughs> you become not fancy. You're just normal. <laughs> Gross. He was a much better dog after he lost the mustache. <laughs> How dare you get out? <laughs> Plus, I'm sure uh, the girl he thinks is cute likes it a lot better. Chad, what have you been playing? Okay, so uh, literally only player unknowns and divinity, but uh, I didn't mention this stuff from a couple weeks ago, and so I'm kind of pulling from this. Uh, so Air Console went free uh, for a while there. Um, it was their like two year anniversary or something like that, and Air Console is a online like gaming site uh, where basically you can use your phone for all of the games that are on there. Uh, so. For instance, like Jackbox Party Pack, stuff like that. Um, and then it's like strategy games and like uh, different, I don't know, weird kind of platformers and stuff like that that you can play on there. The only downside is it's like three ninety nine a month. So you got to be really into that stuff. Um, but it, it was a pretty cool concept because literally I, I like honestly was sitting in class and, uh, me and my buddy were bored. So I whipped it out and then we just started playing it like air console right there yeah, in class. Out, huh? Yeah. You were, oh, <laughs> excuse me, begging your pardon, uh, Fortnite battle Royale. Uh, it's, it's, it's no PUBG. All I got it, to say. 
saying a Can game you... that's not PUBG is not PUBG. <laughs> well, Fortnite Battle Royale is definitely like a copycat of trying to be player unknowns. It even says it when it was like kind of describing like, yeah, we got our inspiration from player unknown battleground. <laughs> wow. Um and then it it's like uh the map they it, they made is pretty cool, I guess, and like you, you roam around in it and it's it's pretty big and uh yeah, I mean I just don't I can't get behind it. Is it just uh we've talked about PUBG being very um mill semi and very just precise just in the gameplay itself? Is that really what pulls away from Fortnite? Why it doesn't really you know I, I don't know who all here has actually like played Fortnite, but the shooting in that game isn't it doesn't feel great at all. Like when you're shooting just zombies like it's fun because you're just killing zombies but like if you're trying to like pvp it's it's not great and also there's like i don't know if they have updates coming out that will fix this but you can't switch shoulders um and so if you're right side then you pretty much have advantage constantly Mm. um because you could just right corner peek and and just kill somebody who's like chilling and trying to come around on the left side um when you build build stuff up because you can still do that um it's really easy to break it down uh there's like maybe half a clip will take it out and then the other half can kill you so pretty much don't build anything because it does nothing you know um video games could really solve the shouldering problem if they just made every character hold the gun in the center of the chest (laughs) (laughs) yeah we need to go back to doom (laughs) (laughs) yes that's funny that's funny. Yeah, and I think um, I, I don't know if I've played enough though to be honest to like say this next part, but I could not find like like in, in player unknowns you see clearly on the ground. Okay, that's red ammo, so that's nine mil. That's green ammo. That's five five six. I need five five six for these weapons and 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 stuff like that. And it's like I couldn't tell like how to discern what weapon goes with what ammo and like how to get ammo. So I was stuck with like a clip and a half most of the games i played ever and was never able to pick up like more ammo and they don't the there's no like inventory system kind of to like switch out weapons and and know exactly what weapons you're going to be holding you can hold like five weapons and it just gets really confusing the one thing that i've heard that like this game has that PUBG doesn't have is that it takes the crafting mechanics from the base game into it so like I don't know. I just heard somebody talking about it. And like they started shooting somebody, and then all of a sudden that person just like put up a wooden wall in front of them between yeah, them, yeah, yeah. like creates cover. About. So I mean that that sounds kind of cool, but also from what you tell me, like you shred through that stuff easily anyway. So yeah, I was watching a streamer, and they tossed a platform bridge out across the water, and then made it go up, and then like made like a sniper tower. But the thing is, is they didn't make more than one, like, um, what is it, platform to the ground. So basically it's just one building block all the way up to the sniper tower. And so the one that was attached to the ground got shot and destroyed, and the rest of the tower got destroyed, and he <laughs> died. <laughs> that's pretty funny, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes sense, because that's what happens in the base game. So it, it's, it was just funny that he didn't think about it but it, it kind of just if you're gonna make a pvp kind of fort builder like i feel like the there needs to be more of a buff to the building because if half a clip takes it out then like what's the point 
Well, it's such a change of direction too for the game type. I mean, Fortnite was not developed to be a you know, battle royale scenario game, anyways. Right. So going from what they were to what what this is is probably pretty difficult in terms of understanding how to balance the game because it was balanced mm-hmm. very much to be a you know co-op uh, questing and building game. Correct. Right. Yeah. So it probably just is going to take them a while to understand balancing, but I yep. assume they'll get there at some point. I think what ended up happening is they released freaking, I don't know, early alpha or whatever, uh, and that was when it was like closed and NDA agreements were there or whatever, and like um, people like enjoyed it and hopped on the bandwagon, and then uh, when they finally released it, it was like, oh, this this costs money? Like, okay, <laughs> so like it didn't it didn't get a lot of attention and then they're like how do we get people to come to our game uh because right. it it basically is like and and i've fallen into this is um the base game is is a repetitive castle defender that's it like you you build up your castle you uh or fort whatever you want to call it uh you shoot the zombies that are coming at you and they they come at the same time like same speeds and oh there's variations of there's one that like is the um what is it the charger or whatever from uh oh gee uh, christmas are you telling me this game just literally stole concept from like every other game and then packaged it into a some sort of fort building quest questing game yeah because like left for dead the big huge like tank thing um which are those called tanks they are. Okay, cool. Th- thanks, yeah, Jake. Unless you're talking about a charger, in which case... No, no, no. no, no. I, wanted to, I wanted to say tank. Um, but yeah, okay. that that giant thing, like, comes over and, like, uh, smashes your building in, like, to pieces with, like, one hit, but, like, has a lot of health, and then you take them down, and then the rest of the little ones take, like, two shots. So it's, like, the, the base game is just very repetitive and boring, kind of. Um, and so I haven't, like, found myself wanting to play it. Yeah. Uh, and then this came out, and I was like, I'll try it. And then I died one time by a dude coming from the right side that I had to have my entire body out around the corner before I could even see him, and he was already shooting me. And it's like, what the heck? See? Mm-hmm. Guns in middle of chests. I'm telling you. It's a winner. I also read an article about how Blue Hole is upset that they've made this a mode in their game and that they're considering pursuing legal action against them. I mean, oh, right, which... and then and then you were upset because I told you that uh, Player Unknown actually is the founder of H one Z one. Like uh, he worked on H one Z one, yeah, and left and made like a pretty much a copy with like some improvements and streamlining. <laughs> and then now a different developer went and did the same thing, and they're all mad. Seems a um, little hypocritical. Yeah. So I. Uh... That's what we've been playing. I, I wanted to jump onto some other things in video games just since we've already spent about 20-some minutes. Shut up, Jake! 20-some <laughs> minutes talking about what we've been playing. But yes, let's talk about it. Divinity Original Sin 2. Uh, you know, Wait. I was going to preface this with a little bit, but in reality, I think between Jake and Caleb, there are five independent campaigns going. Um, <laughs> I, if my, I if my to... count is correct. I what? need to clarify before people listen and then like fact check us and then see that like we were wrong. Um but it says that uh player unknown started with the Arma 2 like he looked at the Daisy mod um and he created the battle royale within Arma 2. Uh then he moved to Arma 3 and there was a lot more that he could do with it. Uh then um 
the Daybreak com- game company reached out and offered him a chance to put the Battle Royale game mode in H1Z1. So, we, I mean, technically, he's not, like, he's the founder, I guess, of the H1Z1 King of the Hill, but, like, I just wanted to clarify that, like, he didn't run his own company kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he got reached out to by them. Uh, and then Blue Hole reached out to him and then was like, hey, why don't we just make a game that's, like, standalone and that'll be dope. Okay, so he got so, yeah. offer after offer and kind of just shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Yeah, pretty much. And this is all in his, um, if you guys go to uh, Reddit, he did an uh, AMA. So it's like uh, in, in the bio of his AMA. I'll put that in the notes. Um, so, again, I think Caleb and Jake, I think between the two of you, if I have my count right, there are five independent campaigns of Divinity Original Sin 2. Um, now that could be wrong. All right, both of you are playing a solo four. campaign, right? I am not. Caleb, you are, right? That's just me. Yeah. Oh, okay. So four, yeah. four campaigns. No, I called it quits after three campaigns. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I just want to How... point out, I find it really funny that Caleb was sitting in the in the, our server yesterday complaining that Jake was in all of the campaigns, but not Jake around. wasn't on. <laughs> so Caleb was just like sitting there waiting for Jake to get on. <laughs> so that way he could do one of his campaigns. I don't want to get ahead in my solo one and like ruin things for you guys. So I'm like hanging back with it. Yeah, you know? nope, we appreciate like the worst that. thing. That it is hates. the absolute worst thing in this game. When I get a one Whoa. and Caleb's like, oh yeah, that one. Yeah, that arcs. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Seen that before. You know, you should have mm-hmm. just played the early access with us. It would have been a problem. Shut your pie hole. I told you to do that long, long ago. Actually, don't shut up. Tell us about Jake and Caleb. Tell us um, thoughts in comparison from Divinity of Original Sin 1 to what you've been playing now. Um, Alex, you obviously put this in here, so you kind of chime in as well. Oh, I'm allowed to chime in, huh? <laughs> shut <laughs> We'll up. allow it. This game seems so far like it's better in pretty much every way yeah, yeah. i'm hard pressed to think of a way i prefer the original <laughs> yeah yeah i can't think of anything one of the biggest changes that i really really like is they introduced the magic and physical armor and anytime you have those they block specific types of cc or status effects but anytime you don't have them and somebody hits you with a move you're they're guaranteed to hit whatever cc they're throwing at you whereas in the first game you had defenses against those CC, so when you got hit by something, you rolled, and there was like a chance that you would get stunned or not stunned. And yeah, so it was like never really clear into... if you were going to hit somebody and actually yeah. crowd control them for a round or not. Like my melee person in the first game, I was putting tons of points into like bodybuilding, I think it was. Yeah. Because that would be the one that would make you not get knocked down right, or like stunned or whatever. But in this, all you need to avoid chance to avoid it or something. So, just to jump back for those people who have not played Vinny Original Sin Two, who might be listening, um, maybe give a just a kind of overview of what the gameplay is like. Uh, it's a turn-based tactical RPG. Top down, no, nailed it. Yeah, we should let Aaron do it. (laughs) It's kind of, it's kind of like Insurgency. (laughs) Have you played Binding of Isaac? It's basically a military shooter. Oh, shut up. No, Mario. No, it defies uh, explanation. (laughs) (laughs) You got a lot of skills, though, that you have to choose from. So many. And, and yeah, so many. My bar is, like, almost full. I almost (laughs) have to go. Like, I now realize why they have multiple bars. 
Like classes do, are kind of free form, so you can you, kind of like spec any way you want. Mm-hmm. Do you get like I don't? Did the first game have like multiple bars to choose from, like that you had to like cycle through, and did you yeah. actually yeah. get to all of the like? Did you use those bars? I never really used them, but I did. I, I played put a wizard all last my stuff game. in backpacks. Yeah, see, that's that's what that's because right. my fane is uh, a pyro and geo guy, and so he and and polymorph, and so he just has like a thousand skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wizards kind of get overloaded. Yeah, <laughs> one of, of my lone wolf characters is a wizard, and she has all of the elements, so she has twenty spell slots currently in use. <laughs> so her bar is quite full. Okay, I have to ask, because you guys... Well, Caleb, you're playing four games, right? Yeah. How have you restarted <laughs> that many times and enjoyed it? Dude, the, the, the combat's so fun in that game. It's impossible not to enjoy it, even if the encounter is the exact same every time. Okay, I mean, I the really... RPG-ness gets a little boring, like the fourth time through. But right. when I'm on my own, I can just skip all that, because I know what they say already. Right, yeah. right, right, right. So I started a game with Caitlyn... Um, which she just always catches me on fire, so that's cool. Uh, <laughs> but I started it with her, and then we weren't playing for a little bit, and so I like tried to start another one, and I was like, "Nah, I'm not wanting to go through this," and so I just waited. <laughs> <laughs> but what what I did want to say is, were you guys? Ju- I I I don't know if uh, what is it, bodybuilding or whatever that that blocked your stunning, right? Mm-hmm. Like you getting stunned. So, uh, are you saying that in the first game? You were not able to just, hey, I want to stun that guy. I'm going to. Now that his armor's gone, like, boom. Like, right. you weren't able they to do that? They didn't have armor or magic chance. armor. Yep. It was mm. save-based. So, okay. basically, you you had, like, a DC a difficulty check. Class. What's DC's? Class. Difficulty class. Yes, thank you. And so, like, it was, like, for a wizard, it was based on your intelligence. So, right. higher your intelligence, harder it was to save against it. And then they would roll wits or whatever the fuck it was for the first game. And if you beat them, they were stunned. Right. This, okay. This seems to be like no the scenes, guaranteed though. ever. It they seems can to roll really well and just make yeah. it. It seems to me like what Divinity Original Sin One was much more re- related to, like specifically D and D, the way that the sort of play style of the game right. of just dice rolls and then um, yep. whatever you call them uh, traits versus traits. Mm-hmm. And this they've adapted and taken all of the sort of best um role skill abilities but removed a lot of those constraints that D has in terms of how it would play in a game in a video game mm-hmm. yeah so and- with with that uh i wanted to say that i came across a uh, enemy that had like 4k health and like a thousand magic and like a thousand um physical uh armor and we got rid of the armor of this character, and I have it on Twitch somewhere, but I believe we sat there for like 20 minutes to a half an hour, literally repeatedly stunning this guy, never yeah. letting him go, and just killing him. Yeah. Like, it, he would, it makes he encounters would, against one character a lot easier. Right. So he, he would get frozen, and then he would get, uh, there's like Earthquake or something on um, my Geo guy, and he would, you know, get knocked down from that. Uh, then we had Petrify. Then So we just had all these stuns that co- we just constantly kept him without having a turn and just chipped away at his health. It was insane. One uh, thing that they added to at least the wizard's mechanics 
uh, now instead of just zapping mm. somebody and immediately stunning them, they added an effect where you need to either have them shocked first or mm. wet, and then when you hit them with electricity, they'll get stunned, which I think helps in maintaining that balance between being able to constantly CC people and not. Yeah. Yeah, I really I, like that. I think that kind of ties into one of my favorite parts of the game, which is just interactions. Um, I'm sure this existed in Divinity Original Sin 1, even though I didn't play it, but interactions between elements, various elements, you know, getting somebody wet and then shocking them so they're stunned or, or casting something with, um, I guess it's air, technically, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the one that I can never pronounce correctly. Aerotherge. <laughs> Aerotherge. Uh, Oh, no, it's the other one. Hydrosophist. That's the one that I struggle with. <laughs> Hydrosophist. <laughs> um, like, perfect. Like, it's exactly how you say it when we're playing. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, but I really do like the interactions. I think that's what makes that game so cool. And it has really kept it fresh as we've been playing. I We had our first couple battles, and a lot of what we were doing was very similar. And I was starting to think, okay, I'm really worried this game is going to be really repetitive every battle we come across. But... Not only does it change based on your skills, but it also changes based on location and the elements of what's currently happening in the area you're battling. So, right. you know, if there's barrels of uh, oil or, or water and you can utilize those in different regions and then, you know, make it rain or make a, uh, you know, make it rain on fire and create a uh, smoke cloud to, you know, temporarily prevent people from seeing you. So I just think the interactions are really cool. And that's what seem at least for me, it's make, it keeps the game really fresh. Right. And as soon as they add blessing, that adds a whole another layer to it. Blessing and cursing, I guess. Dude, we blessed fire the other night, and it was... It looked ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty It was like you were, like, lit with holy fire, and it was actually healing you, and it was... It was pretty cool. Um, I find it funny that Caitlyn can never notice when she's decaying. (laughs) Oh, God. And so she just heals herself... And just dies. (laughs) I remember the the first time we got Fane, uh, which is the undead. uh, She goes, oh, Fane's injured. Let me heal him. (laughs) And then I'm like, no, no. And then Fane was already dead at that point. (laughs) (laughs) I I was going to say that that also keeps it really fresh because we, at least in the campaign that I'm playing, we miscast a lot. And it's not just me, even though I know I miscast a lot. Teleporting Caleb into the middle of enemies when I mean to yeah. teleport another guy into the middle of enemies. But uh, there have I, been several times when we've shot the ground or just shot lightning next to someone or something. Just completely missed. Yeah, I, I, think, it's weird. I think they need to release an update or something because there's a couple times where I think I'm like about to select one of the enemies and my cursor is like right on them and it it's the ground and it just yeah. doesn't make sense so i think there's something bugged there um but yeah i <laughs> i was standing next to an enemy and caitlin went to sh- uh cast shock and instead of clicking on the guy she just blatantly just like right on me and then she goes oh whoops <laughs> <laughs> So it's really fun because like you could be winning a battle and then a misclick like that just like sends itself. So I think I, the second game also added a lot of verticality to the encounters. Yeah. So you can almost always position yourself in such a way that you have the upper hand immediately. Which well, I think this is really also interesting. They added um 
higher ground bonuses, which right. I don't think were in the first game. I think that's right. It, yeah. Really? They didn't have higher ground at all? No. I don't think so. Interesting. That's why Archers I think were it gave way you worse in the first range. game. Yeah, because it gave you extra range, but I don't think it helped with damage oh, okay, at all. Okay, that's well, possible. still, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a, uh, basically a D and D thing. Most, don't get, you don't get bonus damage when you have higher ground, right? You just get yeah. extra range, correct? In the second one, he's it's talking not, about in D and D. Oh, in D and D, higher ground doesn't really matter unless you're doing melee weapons. Oh, okay. I just know I was absolutely useless until I got Phoenix Dive. Um, so I'm a <laughs> Inquisitor. I think so. I'm the Necro Warrior, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I just <laughs> I literally was doing nothing until I got Phoenix Dive, and then like the battle charge, just if they're the the ground's almost always on fire, and so uh, battle charging through fire is just not great. So Phoenix Dive was definitely a bonus when I was ap- actually able to get to the ranged characters and start fighting them rather than just you know watching them just chip away at my armor and kill me. Yeah, there's a lot more maneuverability skills in this game, especially with the addition of Polymorph. That I That's think what adds I was to that verticality. They added a lot more mobility in this game. Yeah. And I think it has to do with how you're supposed to use the environment a lot more now, like in, in the verticality and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The first game, you kind of like, you could set your party formation where like the the way you would stand at the far, uh, start of a fight, if it was in like a line or if there's like a back line and a front line that kind of stuff. And you would like walk up into a fight and you just kind of be like a cluster. Yeah. And that's like kind of how you would stay. You'd move around a little bit, but this game you're like, I have like three different ways to clear like entire map of a fight on my character. Yeah. And it just seems a lot more flexible. A lot. Another difference that I really like from the first game is, um, they kind of, they took out, the stats for increasing max AP and increasing AP gain per round. Yep. Oh, yeah. You used to have to dump points into that to be able to do, like, a lot of skills. Like, if you wanted to do, like, two or three things in one turn, you'd have a lot of points invested into those attributes. And now it's kind of, like, standard that you get four at the start of a round. Yeah, every character has the same amount, unless they have some specific effect that's happening that round. Yeah, and which I, added, I like a lot. They've added like a bunch of things that you can combo together. To, like I'm gonna flush sacrifice to gain an AP back, and like um, do all this kind of combo stuff. Adrenaline, which is gonna give me two extra now, but take two away later. Right, dude. Execution's so cool. Um, <sighs> Executioner. Executioner's good. I I have it for the the warrior, and uh, I never realized like I never actually did a killing hit until just recently. Um, like. Fane would always do the killing hit because he's the wizard and he's OP as crap. Um, and <laughs> so, just like D&D. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, the room's on fire. Oh, he's just going to toss like a ton of oil at it to where the guy just constantly explodes. Um, but yeah, so I have it for my warrior and I got a killing blow and I was like, wait, I got two more. And I, I just like wrecked an entire room because I had so much AP. I was hasted. I got two extra. Like it was great. Um, I was going to ask. Think- Go ahead. Go ahead. I, well, I was just going to make a joke of, I think, the the best difference that I found in this game is that, you know, somebody's actually playing with me rather than Travis leaving me. <laughs> Aww. Poor Travis. You he said to trust Travis. Habit of <laughs> that was your first mistake. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Travis, let's play this game because I wanted to find a game that Travis would actually freaking play with me. And he's like, cool, let's play it. And then he played like one time and he hated how we would go off by ourselves and like 
listen to the story kind of like chat with people around the town by ourselves and then come back together he wanted to do it together and i was just mm. like but but that would take so long <laughs> <laughs> there's two other i think major differences between the two one is you can play four people now instead of two which is mm. like oh yeah mm. thank you more friends and the other one is this game is fully voiced you have which must have been like a huge <laughs> undertaking and i've right. been quite impressed by how the voices are I don't know about you guys. Enhanced Edition was fully voiced. Yeah, was Enhanced I, Edition? Yeah. yeah, it was. The original Everything? was not. Huh, I thought just main characters had. I think maybe the narrators knew. Hmm. I like how um, not only are just like the major story points like voice lined, like even walking up to an outhouse and clicking on it, it says, be glad that you don't need to use this right now or something like that. And it's like actually voices it. And you're just like, yeah, I feel like that's new. Wow. Yeah. They did just need some of the best. Any dialogue lines was wasted. I was about to say, I think I know how the first one was better. <laughs> yes. When you look at a broken vase, they no longer say, This seems to be broken, which was the best part of the first game. It was, to be also, sure. Assassin's Armor. <laughs> Lucky find. <laughs> yeah, they're missing those now. Oh, boy. It's more dynamic with its, with its voice lines, is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And you have cool, funny lines that keep on happening all the time like walking into the the first town and uh the marketplace in the first game mm-hmm. and all of the vendors just repeat the same line over and over and over and over <laughs> so great yeah, i was gonna add an orange yellow and green ever seen. i love it uh, where's my pepper <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yes. who that lady is, but she never found her fucking pepper, I'll tell you that. <laughs> the pepper lady, man. I was going to ask, um, since you guys have played so many different campaigns of this, i um, probably played at least a majority of the different um, classes, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, a, did they have as I guess question one would be, did they have as many classes in original Sin 1? I'm assuming no. And then B no. is, what major like changes class-wise has made this better than what the old one was? They didn't have as many, I don't know what you'd call them, like schools. Yeah, schools. There you go. They didn't have polymorph and summoning. Is it the only two? Did they have necromancy? Uh, I think it was witchcraft last game, right? Witchcraft. That's right. That's right. Oh, wow. That's much less than it is now. Uh, They also only had humans. Yes. That is a big change. So you can now be lizards, dwarves, and elves. And, and also you can undead make, of any of those types. Yeah, any oh, yeah. of those living or undead. So we've expanded quite a know. bit. Yeah. yeah. All expanded. Also, the the first game, you had to move like you had to move around together, which is like a subtle change, but it actually makes a big difference. Like any of the times that you hit a door that loads and like you go to a basement or something like that in this game, that would be like it would pull everybody with you. And oh, like, really? interesting. Yeah, or, or like, uh, if you like travel to a waypoint that's in a different, um, like map or something like that, it would like pull the rest of your party with you. For specifically for like an huh. interaction, like, I don't like. There was this pirate cave in the first game, and there's like the main town, right? So if like me and Frank were in the main town. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that drop in the pirate cave. And I would go to the waypoint to go to the pirate cave. It would pull Frank with me to the, the pirate cave. It wouldn't just, like, leave him to do what he wants in the town. Oh. 
Huh. I think it loads discrete what? areas in that first game. Oh, Was okay. there also like the um, companion story as well? I don't know if no, I don't, no, I like... didn't have the origin stories in the first okay. game. Either. Well, there were no companions in the first game. Oh, okay. There were companions. Um, yeah. Were yeah. There? Yeah. Bear daughter. And... Bear, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. How could you forget yeah, no, bear daughter? Right, you're right. Uh, bear, daughter. bear daughter. Yeah, because like they had a little bit of story. For Not instance, Fane had the Fane had the story of like. Uh, I needed a face ripper, and then oh my gosh, this chick has my mask, and now he can transform into like any yeah. uh, form, like elf, um, lizard, dwarf. Uh, what else? Human. Mm-hmm. Is there another one? Sure. Elf. No. Elf. <laughs> I think you got them all. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, something like that, uh, or like the Red Prince, who like he randomly gets attacked in the town. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, stuff like that. I think that's pretty cool because, like, once again, it keeps it fresh and like moving along. And like, I know once you do it once, though, and you go back and you're like, oh, this happened. <laughs> the people in that first game had like a little bit of backstory, but they made a big deal a out of bit. the the origin story stuff in this game and how the those characters are going to be fleshed out. Yeah, you couldn't play as them in the fir- you couldn't play as those characters in the first game, mm-hmm. and they didn't have special like uh, dialogue options or anything. As far as I remember. Oh yeah, uh, people wouldn't talk to your companions. They had to talk to you most of the yeah. time. Oh yeah, I have. They're just like extra people for combat. Yeah, I have Fane with like barter up as high as it can be, and then I'm persuasion. So like Fane goes and buys stuff, and I go and persuade people. Huh. Yeah, like on my character, I took stench, which means like I can basically never be the person that buys and sells stuff now. Yeah, like automatically get negative (laughs) like twenty five, twenty five to might even be thirty. It's twenty five. What does it do though? That's like just good. Oh, it makes people not want to attack you as much in combat. Yeah, okay. Makes melee people not want to attack you as much. Gotcha. Which just reminded me, I need to go respec and take my point in persuasion out because I'm never going to use that. One thing I did want to point out, um, I, I thought it was pretty impressive. They've only patched this game four times since its release. They had one major patch, but th- three super minor ones. One was about a save game issue, and then one was just cross-play. So hmm. I, I think they did a pretty good job, both in early access, doing you know significant amount of patching, listening to probably what people were saying about the game, and then it plays pretty well. We haven't seen a lot of major issues in terms of playing. I mean, some minor things here and there, but... Um, with uh, people performing actions, but literally standing in the same spot forever. <laughs> is that yeah, my number one stuff. bug that annoys the crap out of me is, for some reason, I'll start glowing green randomly. <laughs> and well, I have it's to only like, Fane who does it. Yeah, Are Fane. Fane? Yeah, and, and I have to transform back into my regular form and then back into the elf to get it to fix itself. Right, okay. Yeah, I, I had that happen in my game too, so I don't know if it's a complete bug or if it's intentional. Um, I hope it's not intentional. So my last question that I have in comparison to the first one is did elves, were they able to, to eat stuff and learn spells? Elves, elves didn't exist. Didn't ex- okay, You cool. couldn't be an elf. <laughs> yeah, so nah. <laughs> and no. Because I think that's really cool because I'm an elf and I yeah, know like all of these skills that like I wouldn't have known otherwise because I'm going warrior necro and that's it. Yeah. And then yeah. I have like regeneration because it just ran, I randomly learned it. It's really cool. Do you cool. get skills from schools that you don't know? Yeah. All and you can time. use them? Uh, uh, you have to no, spec you have to have into the it. Skills, yeah. Oh, okay. 
So I sp- like spec one time into it to where we have like one heal that's like kind right. of okay, or like really, one nuke. That part's really cool, but it's also really freaking weird when you're like, "Where's Jake at?" And he's like, "Hold on, I'm eating an arm." What? <laughs> that's just yeah. how I do, man. Don't judge me. <laughs> I started I feel like most I, of the time it's a severed head, though. I started turning uh, Fane into an elf and him eating it because it works that way too. Oh, does it? Yeah. Interesting. They're Dibs. Hopefully they will make a couple um, just minor gameplay patches as they uh, move forward. But like I said, they've, they've only made some minor patches so far. Um, I will we'll say see. that I'm glad I stuck to my guns and did not play the early access. <laughs> because Me I feel too. like the experience was way better now. And it was all for the first time. It was all fresh and new. Even Meanwhile, though... I've got Jake being like, oh, man, I'm so excited to get to actual things I haven't seen before. <laughs> <laughs> to be I'm fair, glad I played I Access like four times. I don't remember a lot, a of, lot of the first part. I guess because I played it so long ago and then waited. Um, we were gonna we were gonna highlight a little bit on uh, the Overwatch patch, but uh, Owen, I think basically covered pretty much all of that in his <laughs> yep. five minute long what I've been playing. Hey, I been tried playing. to make it quick. The one thing I was gonna ask you, um, because we talk a lot about events with Overwatch, and last year, actually, in like two weeks, um, so two weeks from today, but last year they started the Halloween Terror event. Mm-hmm. Um, are they? Do you know if they're planning on bringing anything back with that? Yes, certainly they are. Okay. Yeah, they haven't said that it's going to be another uh, Halloween event, but judging they uh, they said after anniversary that they would be revisiting uh, seasons and events, which is mm. why we had the summer games that ended a couple months ago uh, for the second time around because they were like, hey, summer games did well. And even though there's not, you know, the Olympics going on. They said that they're going to go back to it. So they're probably going to be doing these seasonal events. They may end up changing, like, what exactly it is. But there will be something around the same time frame. So there will be a fall event. We don't know what it is yet. They haven't said anything about it. uh, But we do know it's coming. So unlike what you're saying is unlike Dota, they're committed to continuing uh, events throughout uh, various seasons. (laughs) And doing it themselves also. They have a lot of people working on Overwatch. There's like two people on Dota. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Like two people on Dota, one person on CSGO, and then there's just like a dust closet that has TF2 written on the front of it. Did you see the, <laughs> uh, the TF2 um, concept art for the females? No. Yes, uh, one of the art designers for TF2 just put in their pro- portfolio um, like she drew up what the TF2 team would be as females, and apparently they those were supposed to be possible skins that ended up not happening. Hmm. Did she draw the pyro as male? Because pyro is supposed to be female. Supposedly. Um, I don't think <laughs> the pyro was yeah. in any of the uh, oh. the sketches, but it's cool seeing you know uh, the heavy and uh, engineer and medic and all of those as as females and things like that so that oh uh, yeah heavy's just zarya isn't it pretty much yeah. yeah um uh so i guess we'll see what their fall event turns out to be yeah um, uh just kind of waiting other event wise equinox is going on right now with pokemon go oh there's there's so much that has happened in pokemon go in the past two weeks 
Uh, and it's not just the Equinox thing. Uh, first of all, they had started to give out uh, EX raid passes to the public. They did one, I think, by the time we did our last podcast, but that was only to people that like went to their HQ. But now it's actually like being put in public areas and everything. I ended up getting one of the raid passes for the first uh, one of the first rounds in DC. So it was really cool being part of a group that was like, we're the first people in DC to get a Mewtwo. Um, nice. You got it? Yeah, I got it. I have a Mewtwo. So I'm one of the, I'm one of the people in DC that has a Mewtwo, which is really super cool. Um, and like, it was super cool being there because people showed up and they didn't even have the raid pass. They just wanted to see like the event go down. So my well, that's group, weird. I mean, my group was about, so, so first of all, I use Discord to help coordinate with people. My group was about 20-ish. Uh, looks like we only got about 20-ish invites. Only about 18 to 16 people showed up. So it wasn't like a large group. There were some of the other places in D.C. that ended up having, you know, they sent out 40 invites and all 40 people showed up. And like the people that were organizing that had like spreadsheets and shit to like organize people into teams and groups to do it. Uh, We were not that at that level, but it was really cool seeing people that they're just like, oh, no, you know, I don't even this is just like the first EX raid. I don't even have a pass, but I just want to be here to see Mewtwo spawn. Like, I just want to see Mewtwo show up and you guys like fight him. Uh, so that was, was a it really like cool that thing. first trailer where everybody rushed Times Square and then Mewtwo appeared above like, the <laughs> screen? I mean, kind of. It wasn't like we were rushing because we knew when we were starting and everything. Like we contacted each other beforehand via Discord. Um, and we knew like, okay, it says six, we're going to show up at, you know, maybe like a little bit before six, we're going to start at six Oh five. So that way, if anybody is running uh, behind because traffic or whatever, that was going to be our go time. And tell me what's the actual mechanics of doing the raid? Like, what do you actually do? Are you like tapping your screen? Yeah. So if you've ever seen any of the other raid battles or any uh, battle against a gym, it is very similar to that. You're just doing it with a larger group of people. Uh, With Mewtwo, it was a necessity that you had to dodge because if you didn't, you pretty much got one-shotted instantly, um, depending on who you had. So it was very much an interesting thing of you just saw all these people kind of show up all together in this one area and they would just like look at each other and you're just like you're part you're here for the raid you're here for the raid yep 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 and we all would be there and we're like all right cool it's 605 anyone else check the thread nope nobody else okay cool everyone used their special pass we all went in we all fought you know we're sitting there tapping on the screen and swiping left and right to dodge um and we took out Mewtwo and caught him uh out of I think I said it was about 16 people that were there all 14 walked away with Mewtwo in pocket Sounds so invigorating, Owen. I mean, I thought it was. You're telling cool me there's some people that showed up with this special pass into this special group of people that they set up to play some tapping on their phone and they didn't get Mewtwo? Yeah. <laughs> well, not everyone can get Mewtwo, man. The heck? I'd be so mad. They were furious and they were like, well, I guess I gotta do it again. And 
since you know you guys don't know how to get the EX passes, um, how you essentially have to get the EX passes is you have to do uh, complete a successful raid at a gym, and that gym has to then be selected as one of the places that will have Mewtwo spawn at it, and then you it will take random people that have been at that gym. Uh, so even if, you know, somebody in your group that you did a raid with got a pass, it doesn't mean that you got a pass because it takes like a bunch of people, whether That's it was that so day dumb. or the day after. Yeah. So it's hard to get one of these passes. That's so dumb. If I was there and I didn't get a Mewtwo, I'd grab somebody's phone that had the Mewtwo and I'd smash it right on the ground. <laughs> well, the interesting thing Like that you can't have it. I can't have it. Nobody can have it. Niantic no. was very, um, the word I'm looking for. The, the one thing, the thing that I found really interesting that Niantic was saying was how they frowned upon people letting other people use their accounts. And this created a very large interest in doing that because there are a lot of people that are getting these EX passes, but they're at work. Uh, our buddy Kevin was, at, was in class. He couldn't go because he had class that day. So beforehand, he contacted me and one of his other buddies, and he was like, can either of you guys sign in on my account and go catch Mewtwo for me? Because I can't be there, I have to be in class. Are you trying to tell me Kevin went to class? Kevin went that to class! That seems unlikely. Yeah, that doesn't even make no. sense. <laughs> Are we talking about Kevin? the same Kevin? Wait, wait, hold on a second. Is Kevin still in school? Yes. <laughs> Oh boy. Um, <laughs> How long has Kevin been in school? I mean, no, he just got into UMBC. He's re in school. Yeah, he's re back in school. So oh, he's, he's re back in school. Yeah, gotcha. he's yes. re back in school. <laughs> Nailed it. Very proud of him. And very proud that he did the smart thing that was like, hey, someone else go. But yeah, no, it's interesting to see how, like, this is affecting the game. And then we have the Equinox thing. And that's basically a bunch of rare Pokemons are now in really cheap eggs. And hopefully you can get some of them. And there's also double Stardust. So that way you can do a lot of um, uh, upgrades to your Pokemon. So a lot of people are assuming that this will be like the last big event before they drop Gen 3. I don't believe it, but we'll see. Uh, I also wanted to ask you, you had, of course, since you always talk about Switch things. What's going on with Nintendo Direct right now? All right, so uh, basically, a bunch of awesome games are going to be coming out for Switch. You've got Elder Scrolls finally got its release date. You've got a new Snipper Clips, um, Fire Emblem Warriors. So they're doing a lot of that. There's updates to Arms and Splatoon. Um, the other neat thing that they've been doing is that a lot of people have said that they're building their games and porting it over to the Switch. So we're going to see Doom, The New Wolfenstein, and L.A. Noir, which I think <laughs> is kind of neat to just be like, okay, these are games that you didn't have to either port or no one thought would actually come into this underpowered system, and yet we get it. We get to play those games because they're making a version for it. So I was like, hey, that's super cool. Didn't no. L.A. Noir do really poorly? It was a very all right game. <laughs> it seems weird that they'd port that. I actually forgot to put it on the list, but they also said they're putting um, some form of L.A. Noir on the Vive. Oh? And VR. Interesting. Mm. 
Okay. It seems odd that they're porting a game that didn't do so hot with multiple things, especially VR. I think Rockstar okay, is just trying to get something onto the console, considering that they're probably not going to be able to put what, Grand Theft Auto 6 out for another five years. and Microtransaction. Yeah, and also what, uh, Le- uh, not Left 4 Dead, um, Dead... Red Dead Redemption. That's the word I was looking for. Red Dead, Red Redemption. Dead Redemption Two is in the what? second. If that's not coming out until the fall, is that actually coming out? It is sure. coming out. I don't know that they've said when. Yeah, I, I heard that it was supposed to be like the end of the year, and they were just gonna like spring it on us. But then I think it got pushed back. So I think it's at least fall next year. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, yeah. So Rockstar is just trying to put something on the console so they can get money. I mean, they're still making tons of cash on Grand Theft Auto V somehow. So much freaking money on Grand they, Theft Auto V. They actually recently put out an article about how they're claiming it's the highest-selling video game of all time. They're Although, claiming? Yeah, they are claiming it, which I don't know <laughs> if I believe it. Sounds a little sus. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think it's like through the traditional tracking means it is, but I think... Um, the people that I was seeing discuss it were saying that they think Minecraft probably still beats it. But like the way you track Minecraft sales is not the normal way. And also it had that weird Java version before it came out for real. And also there's like 80 different versions on different platforms. So how do you count those? Wait, but what about Tetris? Yeah. But like which version of Tetris or do you count them all together <laughs> or all the versions of Tetris? They're all the same. It's just all Tetris. I don't know. They're claiming it's by standard video games that you sell on either like a like a digital store or in the boxed form, it's sold the most. Too. Hmm. Which I don't remember the number. I'll see if I can find it. Uh, when did you say Nintendo Direct is... Is it up and running now? Yeah, it happened. You can watch any of it. It was like a week and some change ago. Hmm. So there hmm. are other things. There's a lot of stuff about 3DS that... I don't give a shit about because I don't have one. Jake does. Hey, they're bringing Mario Party games to the 3DS so you can play oh, Mario Party games. Thank fuck, because I have so many friends with 3DSs. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just sit around and play fucking 3DS. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we can just like have a party at your place and play 3DS bullshit. Why would I want Mar- Mario Party? Sucks. <laughs> like, so many wow. Mario Party fans Whoa. out there. It's fucking Whoa. garbage. Mario Party <laughs> is a great game. It's garbage. Great game. Have you seen the videos of Luigi Wins doing nothing? Uh, <laughs> Favorite series. Like, no. Luigi Wins Mario Party and just stands there. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> That's amazing. Luigi Wins doing nothing. Uh, hey, I was also going to highlight, um, since we're on the topic of um, Nintendo, I still have been unable to grab myself a um, SNES Mini. Oh. We were close. I've... <laughs> I tried really hard. Other exciting news, though, in terms of old consoles that are coming out for new ones, or old companies are coming out with uh, older consoles that are new now. Um, Atari has announced a new console called the Atari Box. They have a new <laughs> website up, and it looks... I, there's not a lot on there other than a couple photos of what it looks like, but I really hope it's just literally all of the old Atari games in a box. Because that'd be pretty fantastic. But anyway, if you haven't looked at the link, there's a video on it. There's a couple photos of it. They don't have a lot of information on it yet, but I'm sure, just like everyone else, I'll be like, oh, limited release. Good luck getting one. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite part is that the front of it is a walnut face. 
It's so exciting. Anything made out of Weird wood. Weird choice, yeah. Uh, other new things that have come out, too, I wanted to talk about. Uh, Ruiner's one of them. That came out this week, correct? It came out two days ago? <laughs> so In the this... logic of the podcast. <laughs> so today. <laughs> this week. All right, came out this week. <laughs> I was about to say, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it came out today, slash two days ago, and I've played a little bit of it, not too much, but it seems pretty fun. It's a top-down, I don't know, it's almost like a Hotline Miami, except you can dash around a whole bunch and there's waves of enemies instead Is of the game I'm thinking of? moving through. We saw it at PAX East. Is it the amazing one the... where you beat people with a pipe? Yeah, yeah. that'd be it. Oh, it's out? It's out today, yeah. It came out today. Fuck me. That's so exciting. Okay. <laughs> Super hype. I played a little bit. It's pretty it's pretty good. It's very difficult if you play it on hard mode, which is what they suggest. Why don't they make it normal then whatever? You know what's fine. They have a normal <laughs> and easy mode. They just suggest the best way to play it is on hard. But why not make hard normal? I don't know. If this that's what you what think I did, should man. play it on. I don't know. Don't ask me that question. Um Real quick, Grand Theft Auto. I can't find a number, but it's according to NPD, which tracks game sales and stuff like that. Uh, in terms of revenue and tracked unit sales, this is the best selling game of all time. It's been on the market for 49 months and it's achieved 41 top 10 chart appearances. Wow. Okay. They're doing well. 16 clearly. times more than any other single title reported in history. I'd, I'd I'd say they're they're winning. Okay. I think that yeah, also, also means um, I think MPD is U.S. sales. Oh, so, uh, I think Tetris might still have the f- top spot. And uh, maybe okay. Minecraft Worldwide. above Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I don't know. Highly likely. Interesting though. Mm-hmm. Ruiner's fun. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> I think we covered this actually. <laughs> not positive. I wasn't in the conversation yet. He was too busy looking at numbers. Not. Um, I, you fought the um that first boss, like the security boss guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. How how long did it take you to beat him? Um, it took me like three tries. Three tries, huh? Alex <laughs> is still trying to beat him. No, it only took me like fifteen tries or something. <laughs> like it was. I'm bad at video games. I don't know. It's okay. I, though you know how I actually beat him, I just switched to melee only and beat him with the pipe. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that worked. Yep. You didn't die like immediately. <laughs> yes. That's impressive. I don't know what it is with the guns, but I can't aim or something. I don't know. The guns actually are less good, I think, generally, unless you have the shotguns. The shotguns are very strong. So is it? It's almost like uh, Devil May Cry logic, where your sword's gonna do like fifty damage and the gun's gonna do like two and a half. Yeah, you can like levitate people in the air with your pistols, shooting them constantly, but it does like no damage. Oh, Devil May Cry was such a good series. It's nothing like Devil May Cry. It, it sounds a lot like Devil May Cry, but with a pipe. Not at all like Devil May Cry. Hitting people with the pipe is satisfying, though. Yeah. Got like a really cool cyberpunk feel to it. Yep. Music's good. I don't really like the slowdown mechanic when you pick up guns. I do. I feel like it's it the only of, way I survive. I feel like it kind of breaks the flow of the game a little bit. Do you do the um so you can like set up you can you can right click to dodge, right? Or you can hold right click and then left click like three different points to set up points that you're gonna jump to in sequence. Mm-hmm. Do you do that a bunch? 
I only do that when I'm trying to knock people out with my shield. Because if you dash through people with a shield, it deals damage. Oh, really? Yeah, I only do that then. That's actually the the way I beat the boss was all I did was set up points to jump to, and I would just swing my pipe. And you can like <laughs> swing it while it's while like dashing. jumping from point to point. Interesting. So you can like like dash over somebody and hit them with a pipe. <laughs> so, you, so you're like right click, right click, right click, and then you activate your jumps, and then you just mad mash left. Click. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see you doing uh, this. Oh my it worked gosh. out pretty well, and it felt the, like really cool to like have that flow going. One of the interesting things about the game is you can respec at any time, like any time at all. You can just remove all your points and add them into every uh, different skills entirely. Which I think is an interesting I mean, idea. Isn't this guy like a? I mean, you'll probably. I, I don't know if it pauses, so you might die. I see. Okay, try. that is a problem. Yeah. Isn't but... the main character like a cyborg? Yeah. Jeez, spoilers. I don't really know. Yeah, he's got at least a cyborg arm. Yeah, he's, at least and he got also has arm. a face that's just like well, a screen. Could just be a helmet. We don't. Know. A, I mean, it could be. They call it a mask. They yeah, do, I don't they know. Do say it's a mask. Daft Punk has the same thing. I don't think they're really robots. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Jake. Yes, well played. Hey, um, moving on from Ruiner, I, I wanted to ask, um, Chad, since we're talking about games that are coming out eventually, maybe, pray for the gods. Um, is it ever coming out? Yeah, so I just wanted to update that I might get it in three months. Well, they moved uh, it up? No, like, it's always been December 2017. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just finally maybe coming out. Possibly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably just, not. Just given the, like, you know, courtesy update of the status on my backing of that project. <laughs> wow. When did I back that? Well, it's been a long time. It was over a year ago when we first started talking yeah. about it. Yeah. Maybe, like, November. It's been that long. Yeah. You don't think it's you don't think it's that? Listen, oh, you can't. Listen, no, it, it's I, it's probably been that long. It's been so long. I'm trying to look into upping my back to where I could get more because I like when back then <laughs> I only wanted to pay that certain amount because I was backing it then. But like now, it's like what's another couple you know bucks towards it? You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you can actually do that though. Like how they get you. Yeah, I'd have you. to just buy another copy of the game, and then somebody else can just you know have my first backing. <laughs> uh hey also we have finally got to play star trek finally sorry caleb jeez okay? finally we were waiting on aaron for any length of time for this <laughs> dude i heard about this game for <sighs> months finally got innocuous and was like so yeah when are we gonna play it and it was like i don't know aaron still hasn't gotten it yeah. like what <laughs> what no i had it still waiting on I'm pretty sure you had, had pre-ordered it i had pre-ordered it i just didn't have my vibe set up until what this weekend yeah and it came out in may yeah yes. yeah Sorry, it came guys. out in May. We played it finally <sighs> this weekend, and I looked it up, and there was a sale where it was like fifty percent off in between that time. So <laughs> I could have bought it for like half the price if I would have known I was never going to play it until this. Yeah, sorry, right? Hey, I'm sorry. Been nice. I feel right, like you owe us a refund, Aaron. Let me tell you the most annoying thing about this game. Okay, the it's captain. when you go into Red Alert, <laughs> and one of your officers says, "This is not a time when you use Red Alert." <laughs> Okay, Clearly there are they have specific not watched times Star Trek. when you do Red Alert. And it's not when you're just traveling to some place that you're going to, like, look at some stuff. Have you watched That's Star not Trek? when you Red Alert. Have you watched any Star That's Trek? That's not when they Red Alert. They do when they know they're going into, like, a they combat situation. If they're approaching something that's unknown, they're like, combat situation. Red Alert. Approaching something no, unknown. No, they red do alert. not. Yes, they freaking do. <laughs> I just Maybe if we're actually approaching recently. something unknown, but it's like... I don't know. We're going on a routine mission. I didn't gotta, just like, like red alert on put your shield missions. Up. We're like, red all right, alert. we're yes, gonna jump to warp. Red alert. Yeah. We're jumping to warp. <laughs> I did not say 
Red alert, he jumped to warp. You're like, we're like in warp, and you're like, all right, red alert. Yeah. With shields coming. Because we were about to come out of We weren't about to come. We had like 15 seconds left. Jiminy Christmas. (laughs) Just pay attention to your captain, okay? All of the the first officers tactical and engineers, they pay attention to their captain. Do you guys want a mutiny? Sounds pretty good to me. Freaking no mutinies. Okay. Hey, he called it, boys. We can't. <laughs> we can't mutiny. He called no mutinies. <laughs> Dang it. Forgot Christmas. about that rule. Bunch of freaking red shirts. The um, best part about this game is that you can arms. point and your arms are weird and your hands are weird. <laughs> so like before what? we even got into the mission, we're just sitting around this table, like putting together the mission and the group or whatever. What happened when I left my controllers on the couch? And oh like my gosh, away. it was so funny. <laughs> was it terrifying looking? It, your you neck like... was like broken back over the chair and both your arms were like stretched back over your shoulders. You know, Amazing. You know those guys that have that running style when they put their arms straight behind them and they run? Yeah. Oh, the one from Naruto? That's yep. what it looked like. <laughs> oh. That is what it looked like. Man, no, if you can Naruto run in this game, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about that game was Alex loading in and his voice being like... Definitely what the lower. Heck is that about? Oh, I don't know. Everybody's is modulated lower. I, I don't know. I never All heard of you what the hell normal. you guys are talking about. On mine, it's modulated lower. It was, yeah, it was, you sound normal to me. Yours was definitely you lower, that Alex. Unless maybe your sickness was just setting in. And no, it was, like... it was definitely lower. <laughs> Alex was considerably lower. The other two yeah. of you was just a little bit lower. Well, so for for those of you who have not played Bridge Crew, it is a um, four-player VR co-op. You're actually on the bridge of a ship. You can actually play on the Enterprise. Um, and you're basically, you have a captain, you have tactical, you have engineering, and you have the helm. And you work together basically doing what the Enterprise does, exploring, uh, going on missions, rescuing ships, fighting various alien species. Going and- on red alert. Going on red alert. Shut your mouth. Unnecessarily. <laughs> oh my gosh. The the point is, it's an absolute blast. You actually feel like you're on a ship, flying around, doing exactly what they do in Star Trek. So I don't know. I don't know if you guys have as much fun as I did because I'm a huge trekker. But I had a lot of fun. There are some slow, quite slow moments where there's not a lot to do, but for the most part, I had fun. Welcome to like, space. It was fun. But that game has to get harder pretty quick because yeah. I have pretty much nothing to do when we're actually just not in danger at all. Well, like, that's because it took you until the end of our play session to realize you had an entire other panel to well, repair I things. Well, I saw I have like a repair panel, but even after I found that, none of, the, none of the systems ever had any damage to them mm-hmm. that I could ever do anything with. I'm sure it gets harder pretty and good. And like um, rerouting power didn't seem to be that important... Or maybe I, mean, I was just such a good doing. pilot that they never, we never got hit, wow, so it didn't really matter. That is a possibility. Remember that time you flew it. into a bunch of mines for okay. no <laughs> That's not my fault. Those mines gravitate towards you. Which is just don't get close to the mines. There were too many of them. We should have shot them. We needed to shoot them. That's what we needed to do. So what you're saying is it's Tactical's fault. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was waiting for my captain to give the yeah, order. Yeah, it's the captain that gives the orders. Which wow. I'll, I'll note, the captain never once said punch it, ever. <laughs> I waited so long. And Why never do you say punch did you it? say punch it. That's what you say. That's what you say. No, you don't. You say engage. Yeah, either one. I it took said you forever to say engage. You said it once. I can't be John Luke Picard. Okay, Ugh. I cannot be John Luke Picard. <laughs> I could say take us out, like Janeway. Not say punch it, like Kirk. Take us out. Okay. Okay. Or at least Kirk whatever in the new stuff. 
whatever. It's great. It's great, even though we're bickering. It's fantastic. It's a good game. To be the fair, best. we bickered during the game, too. That was probably yeah, the best part. Probably more than this. Yeah, the best part is when freaking Helm turns around, raises both his hands like, what the frick do you want, Captain? Huh? Where do you mean <laughs> that's actually That's actually, like, part of the, like, the amazing part of it being in VR is it feels like you're really there. Like, you can look at somebody, and they know you're looking at them. Yeah. Like, you can point at people. We were using the in-game audio, <laughs> so like the the voice was directional, so it was coming from like where the person actually was. Which for me was you guys all sounded like you were on the right side. Yeah, you guys yeah, all well, sounded perfect. like you were on the left. You guys all sounded like you were in front of me in various locations. Well, like if I turn my head, it looks like you guys are in front. Sure. Yeah. If I turn my whole body, my body in the game swiveled in the chair. I like that. It part. did. It was cool. It was cool. It was very cool. Your whole body was I don't think in the mine chair. did that. I think I was stuck. Um, so Would you guys the... say that you discovered a lot of stuff in that game? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Chad. We discovered. We discovered Aaron doesn't know what red alert means. Shut <laughs> your mouth. I know exactly. <laughs> you're, you're dead to me. Uh, cool. Perfect. Since we're on the topic of Star Trek, um, Star Trek Discovery recently had their, oh, aired their first that? episode. Thank you, Chad. Thank you. Uh, Alex, have you actually watched it? Yeah, I watched the first episode. And did you watch the, the second one? Because it was immediately out. Uh, I did not watch the second one yet. Okay. Because I think they released it like the minute it was done airing on CBS. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to think of that show. It seems okay. Just okay? I don't know. Have you watched it? No, I have not. Okay. Who directs yeah. this show? I don't know. So, it's not yeah. Jabrams, is it? Jabrams. I, I doubt not. It. I don't think he would direct it. I was wondering if it was Simon. I feel like he's also too big for it, though, right? Probably. Um, I think the show got better as it went on. I feel like they were finding their footing within an episode. It was weird. Like, the mm. dialogue in the beginning of the episode was kind of stilted and weird. But then, like, as the episode went on and it got more intense, like, I, I feel like the actors loosened up and things sounded more natural. I think the look of it, it all looks really good. It looks like a modern Star Trek. Uh, there's a lot of um, practical costume effects. It's always good. Um, a little bit of CG stuff, but... Oh, no, I'll... I don't know. I, I haven't watched a ton of regular Star Trek which is another thing. So mm. uh, I have a little bit of a understanding just from seeing stuff my dad watches uh, and I've seen the new movies and I've seen a few of the older movies. You haven't watched much of the TV show? Yeah, not, not too much. I've seen certain episodes, but I don't, I don't think I've ever watched like a full season or like a full show. Yeah. So Missing out, man. I don't know how to compare it to that. I wish I was. I put it on here because I was hoping you'd seen it so you could compare it to older Star Trek. But nope. But I will watch it. Um, I think I think they have three episodes out now. So I will. Yeah, uh... um, the the other thing with that is they put the first episode out on regular CBS, and then the rest of it is not going to be on TV. It's going to be behind their paid streaming service, CBS All Access, which is stupid. Oh yeah, pretty dumb. Yeah. Very upset about that. There's way too many people deciding that they can have their own streaming service. 
Yeah. Um, I, you know what? I actually read an article about why CBS decided to do that because they only had about a million subscribers and they were like, oh, look at this. We landed the next Star Trek show. Let's not put it on just normal TV. Let's put it on our CBS All Access app so that we can bump that up to 4 million by like 2020 is their goal. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't either. I feel like the issue with all of this is the fact that there used to be a way that you did this, which was called cable. You would pay extra money, you would get the channels that you wanted. Now, you have streaming services doing the exact same thing, now you have to pay extra money to get the actual channels that you want, and it just kind of like feels redundant because then there's going to be something that just puts everything that you like together. And then you're just going to be like, all right, well, I'm just going to like stream or get my shows from whatever the fuck that is and not pay 15 different people for shows. I mean, this that it should be the alternative, right? It should be the show is on the network cable that you pay for. Or if you don't like to subscribe to cable and pay all of the money for tons of channels you don't use, maybe you get a few piecemeal things like Either you're subscribed to HBO in your cable package or you pay for HBO now and you get the same content, but like you're buying it piecemeal instead of in some huge bundle from a cable I think company. some cable provider is thinking about doing that or are starting the process of doing that where you get to pick and choose. Um, I had read about that recently so that it's not like a bundled thing. You can just say, I want channels X through, you know, Z. Um, there's not many channels, huh? I know. Yeah. I know. Not a lot of selection. Hopefully they get that going. <laughs> I don't know. It, it. I guess it all boils down to Netflix ruined this for everyone then, right? Well, okay. The funny part about Discovery is that outside of the US, it's showing on Netflix. I saw that. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. it's showing on Netflix. Yeah, well, I just saw that. Time to VPN to somewhere else in the US, <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know how that actually works. Um I've seen that like there's they've been cutting off VPN access to Netflix to get around region restrictions and stuff like that. So I don't know if it works anymore. I did uh, one time when I was traveling overseas, I did watch a Netflix show that was available in wherever I was um, that wasn't available in the US. And I got back and I was like expecting to watch the next episode. Like, hey, where'd everything go? <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, when I was in exactly one, I couldn't watch it at all, so I VPN'd into a US server and just watched Netflix. <laughs> that was good stuff. Of course wow. you did. Hey, if um if uh, Star Trek Discovery is not in your realm, Alex, you should watch the Orville. I've been told. Oh, son. Is that, is that the popcorn guy? <laughs> yes, it is the popcorn guy. That's right, guy. Orville Redenbar. Yeah, oh, it sounds like yeah. he's got a movie now, show? Um, the yeah, it's Orville... got Seth MacFarlane playing Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> wow, love it. <laughs> Pretty great, right? Um, the Orville is fantastic. It's not, I mean, it's not really a Star Trek show. It's more just a play on Star Trek. Um, I don't know if it was written by Seth MacFarlane. I guess it was. Had to have been. I think so. Um. But it's got him. It's got uh, Adrian Palicki, or however you say her name. Uh, she's the girl from uh, that stupid Marvel show. Agents on... of Shield. Thank you, Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield. <laughs> it's also Scott Scott Grimes, um, and he is fantastic in it. He's such a straightforward is that character. The, the dad from Alias. Uh, no, uh, the brother of Rick Grimes. 
No, he's um, gosh, what what all is he in? All kinds of things. Oh, yeah, he's in no, Family he Guy. He's in American yeah, no. Dad. He he does a lot of voiceovers. Um, but anyway, it's really really good. I've I've only seen the first episode, but it was, I mean, just really well written. And the plot is basically that Seth MacFarlane's character gets finally promoted to be a captain of a ship. Uh, captain Ed Mercer becomes captain of a ship. A year after he divorces his wife because she found him or found her cheating on with on him with someone else, and they're all this time looking for a first officer on his first mission, and it so it turns out that she becomes the first officer, and so it's basically just the two of them interacting, and then when they're not in the room, everyone else talking about their interactions, and the characters they chose are just amazing, they're fantastic. So if you get a chance to watch it, you should watch it's it. A comedy, though, right? Oh gosh, yes. And I don't you even don't like comedies. You don't like comedies. I don't like comedies. <laughs> you don't like really comedies? What, do you hate laughing? Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with <laughs> that. Is, what is, I just don't like, mean. I mean, I, I like uh, comedy movies, but I don't watch sitcoms. Well, that's you I don't guess like sitcoms. Yeah, it's yeah. a very different thing from just not liking comedy. I know, I know. That's really what I mean when I say I don't like comedies. I don't like sitcoms. Probably because Janae watches a lot of sitcoms and I can't watch any of them. Anyway, we've been watching that. Uh, Alex and I also started watching... Actually, Alex, you've seen all of American Vandal now, haven't you? Yeah. No, I watched it in like two days. <laughs> this is the biggest, most ridiculous... Short. Fake documentary, mockumentary, after serial. Oh. It's a, it's a true crime satire. Is so, it good? Yes, it's very good. <laughs> it's like... Um, it's, it's written like serial... But it's a it's a documentary series, so it's video, and it's about a crime that happened in a school where um, a bunch of cars were vandalized. They had dicks spray painted on them. Twenty seven mm-hmm. cars. Twenty seven cars, and, um, and they it's... they basically said like this kid did it, and they expelled him from school. And it's this following these kids that are doing this documentary series, trying to prove that he's innocent. It is, it's ridiculous. It goes from, it goes from the whole, like, here's this 31 minute window that we're trying to figure out where this one kid was to determine whether or not he actually painted all these penises all over these cars to the start of the second episode is about whether or not this one kid actually got a hand job from this popular girl at school while they were at this camp. Cause that would determine whether or not he was. Viable. It determined if he was like a reliable witness because yeah. he was the sole witness of, from the school that this one kid did it. But supposedly he, uh, he also lies for attention a lot. So they're trying to determine if he actually did receive this hand job or if he was lying for attention. Do they dust for prints? Is that how it works? <laughs> <laughs> and like one of the major um, key evidence points is like that the kid that they expelled is a, is a known dick drawer in school. Like he draws them on... <laughs> whiteboards and stuff like that but he always puts the ball hairs in he always draws the ball hairs he thinks it's very important to include it and And none of the cars yeah no mushroom caps and all of the cars had no ball hairs so it's like (laughs) why how how could it have been him and then they do an analysis of uh total dick drawing time because they go take red spray paint (laughs) and they spray paint on a piece of cardboard and then they run the distance to another sheet of cardboard that is the same distance from car a to car b and then they do an analysis of how long it would have taken him to paint all of them on 27 cars plus slash a tire plus drive back and forth from where he was before and after. 
It's wow. I mean, it literally is. They took all of the things. If you listen to Serial, it's. I mean, you 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 will immediately like this show. If you haven't, Serial's fantastic podcast. Very short. Um, it's done by NPR. Um, it very much has the same like concepts. They use the same things. They're like they they use maps and they talk about distances and times of from driving to point A to point B. They talk about who would have access to certain locations within the school, whether or not someone was intelligent enough in order to utilize the computer to wipe um, uh, CCTV. Yeah, yeah, footage of them spray painting. I mean, it's all of the things that were in Serial just like put into Establishing a super motive. satirical Establishing version. Yeah. It's great. It's eight episodes long and they're only like half hour each, so it's pretty short. Yeah, it's really good. You should at least watch the first episode. But I really enjoyed it so far. And you said they're already coming out with a season two? They've uh, said they have plans for a season two, and they have like a pretty detailed idea of what they want to do with it. So I look forward to that. Let's talk about other things that were good or not good, Alex. Transformers mm. The Last Night. Yeah, I watched that. I know you watched it recently, too. Wait, didn't that come out like forever ago? It came, it came out, out in theaters forever ago, but it just came out on video. Oh, I see. Um, so it's topical, technically. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not good. What? I don't. <laughs> that Transformers? No, 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 no. <laughs> You're thinking of something else. Well, this is the thing: is like I'm generally a fan of that series. Like I know they're not Ooh. gonna like win any Oscars, and they're not technically like. Good, good or watchable. Good movies, but they're entertaining usually, and they're like fun. Bay and... is Bay is what he's saying. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Like the first one, I really like that first one a lot. With Shia. And, yeah, and I think the they've just been one progressively is grossly uh, underrated. It's yeah. actually pretty decent in my opinion, and everyone gives it shit. And I was like, it's not bad. It's right. pretty yeah. good for what it is and what it started. It's. It's a good movie. Also, this one comes out. This one came out ten years after the first one. It's been ten years since that first Transformers movie, two thousand seven to twenty seventeen. So I think that was interesting. Um, th- this movie is like immediately from the opening scene is just like Mark Wahlberg running and like people. And explosions happening. Like, there's n- never any downtime for the entire two and a half hours. Very yep. taxing. Can confirm. Um, and nothing makes sense, really. Nothing really makes sense. There's not really any plot. Um, the funny guy that. What's his name? Um, <laughs> the from Sector 7 guy. or Section 7. Yeah. Or yeah. What, what is the actor's name? I cannot John uh, Turturro. John yeah. Turturro. I feel like they were like they like they had some sort of contract that he has to be in all these movies for some reason because he has like three minutes of screen time and it's like a couple phone calls to him because he's in like Cuba or some crap. And one of them is like a two minute phone call that's like it's got some jokes in it, but also here's like the major plot point that pulls the entire story together. And he's like not in the rest of the movie. (laughs) <laughs> like they literally call him and they're like we need this giant piece of information do you happen to have it and he's like oh yeah this is the thing that ties all of the other stuff in this movie together and they're oh. like oh okay cool thanks thanks for that click yeah 
That's exactly what it was like. <laughs> I, I mean, was I like, think what it may have gone movie? back and forth like twice on camera angle. Yeah, and they had some jokes before that because he was like, I want to be inducted into the society. You got to do it right now. He's like, don't word it incorrectly. I know. And it's like, haha, that's funny. He's still funny. By the way, huge plot device. <laughs> also, they really... Man, I love Anthony Hopkins, but character was so bad. <laughs> so freaking bad, dude. And the lines that he spoke, I could just feel him cringing while he was acting in this movie. To go from something like Westworld to this, it's just got to be really disappointing. Man, speaking of Westworld, did you watch the Nerdwriter video where he analyzes the scene at the restaurant? It's so good! Oh, man. I love me some Nerdwriter, though. How did Cybertron... Get all the way from wherever the crap they were across the universe to Earth. Oh yeah, in the span guys, of time that that movie happens. Um, spoiler: who nobody cares, but spoiler. Uh, in this movie, the planet where the Transformers came from actually arrives at Earth. Yeah, and, and then, the like, Transformers being oh. like you know insanely <laughs> larger than the size of humans, you would think that their planet would be enormous. It's smaller than the Moon. Smaller than the moon. Interesting. Yeah, it like scrapes part of the moon. That's no it's moon. By. Uh, also, Earth is apparently a transformer. Oh yeah, Earth Called is Omnicron. It. Excuse me, what? <laughs> yeah, Earth is Omnicron. The other, this it's like dumb. Cybertron. Can we stop about this? <laughs> the, the counterpart to Cybertron. Yeah, is it Cybertron's voiced by Orson Welles still? <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it's a bad movie. I don't know. And Aaron told me that he read that they have like 15 more scripts or something. 14 scripts. 14 more scripts for more yes. movies. Michael Bay is confirmed. How fucking hard could it be to write? <laughs> <laughs> Optimus Prime punches the guy. Okay, next. Let me just tell you, they have 14 scripts written. Here's what they know so far they're going to do. Transformers 6 is scheduled for release June 28th, 2019. Transformers 7 is coming out in 2021. Transformers 8, untitled, coming out in 2023. They're doing a spinoff about Bumblebee coming out in 2018. An mm. R-rated spinoff about Bumblebee that's basically going to have the same plot line. Also Wait, coming out need in 2018. A He's in every movie. Yeah. I don't know. What else does he do? <laughs> I, I don't know. They're doing a uh, movie called Transformers 1 that's about the origins of the Autobots and Decepticons. <laughs> They're doing a Transformers movie that is set in the time of the Romans. And they're gonna fight wars with the Romans. Wow, that was actually they... my favorite part of this movie was the medieval times Transformers in the very beginning I, to set I up think the plot. Somebody I... in the writing of this has forgotten how to spell Assassin's Creed correctly. You mean when, has... when yeah. the nine Transformers transform into one three-headed dragon? Yeah, that was cool. Please tell me when you say medieval times, you mean the restaurant. No. Nope. <laughs> they just go to a restaurant and they're like, yes, no, this, this is what we're doing. This movie's shawarma. plot revolves around King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. I mean, why, why, when you think Transformers, you think knights. Yep. <laughs> and dinosaurs. Last Apparently night. Merlin's staff is a, is a Transformers artifact, then that's what gave him the power. Makes yeah. Everything's related to Transformers, really, all throughout history. Wow. Yeah, and the See, the, this sounds like Assassin's Creed to me. Yeah. I would also agree, Alex, that the best part of the entire movie was just Stanley Tucci's role as uh, Merlin just at the beginning. Yeah. I, if they would have just kept that plot line going with him, I would have been, okay, been okay with the movie. But 
when they came to present day, I'm just it ruined me. I do like. Oh that right, dragon. he's the guy that plays Merlin in the other movie that has <laughs> Merlin in it. Correct. Yeah. Other uh, the other one. There's only one other one. Well, a, another one that has Merlin in it. Kingsman. There we go. Yep. He plays Merlin in Kingsman. I'm surprised that wasn't on the list of things to discuss. Nobody went and saw Kingsman yet. Oh, yeah. oh is it out? Golden Circle's yeah. out. I have I not didn't know that. seen it. I was supposed to, but life happened, so I did not get a chance. I'm planning on seeing it, hopefully this weekend. I think it's going to be weird with Channing Tatum, and I feel like that's... Dude, <laughs> apparently it's pretty You're not a fan of Channing Tatum? Get off this podcast! Not particularly. Are you serious? Yeah. Dude! Have you seen 21 Jump Street? I have not. It's There's your problem. It's fucking amazing. (laughs) I have not seen 22, and I haven't heard good things about it, but 21 Jump Street is really good. I quite like 22. Really? Which Which was surprising, because I thought it was going to be terrible. But it's very good. Yeah. Is there any news about the 21 Jump Street Men in Black crossover thing? Oh, God. Is that real? That's a huge relief. Hope not. I, I, but I don't know if there's any more word of it going down. When you say script, you mean fanfic, right? No, like someone <laughs> actually wrote it, they were casting for it and everything. I hope not. I just, the last I heard is they were like, hey, this is a thing we wanted to do. And then someone in the studio was like, maybe we shouldn't. And that was the last I heard. And I was like, but, but are you? Because I kind of want that to happen. All right. So as you can read down at the bottom... It says, don't film me, baby. And it was from a random guy cleaning my window. Long story short, went to Baltimore. Guy cleaned my window, asked for money. Uh, girl in my back seat was like Snapchatting. And then he was like, don't film me, baby. Good story. A good story. Um, <laughs> Very good story. A pistol three. Um, it's along the lines of the Half-Life 3 hype. Uh, have any of you heard of this? We discussed nope. this in detail. Oh, did we? It cannot possibly be along the lines of the, ma- the Half-Life 3 hype if none of us have heard of it, though. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You guys actually discussed no, this yeah, in detail? We talked yeah, about we this. talked about it last podcast. Okay, cool. Was, were Caleb and Jake not on that one? one? Because I wasn't or, there. It may have been two weeks ago. Yeah, it was, or two it was whatever one ago. I wasn't for, because I would have remembered and not brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of our last podcast... Uh, I did mention that the Ixalan pre-release was going down. I went to the Ixalan pre-release. That's uh, Magic the Gathering for people that don't know what Ixalan is. Um, and I was talking shit of how it was going to be a really dumb set. And I actually kind of really love this set. So I will respectfully eat every word I said about this set in the last podcast. All right. Well, I'm going to put a gif of you eating all of your words. Yep, oh, please nice. Do. I love it. Yeah. Wait, are we done? Does this mean we can play Divinity now? This means you can go play Divinity now. Yes. This week's podcast was produced and edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McOslin, Chad McOslin, Jake John Federkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amair, A M A I R. 
You can check him out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer or on Spotify. Also, this week's podcast was brought to you by Reclaim Industrial, a small but amazing shop of makers, fabricators, and designers based out of Bluemont, Virginia. We've now also located a new shop in Kansas City, Missouri. So you can check us out online at www.reclaimindustrial with an e.com. You can also check out our website for any video updates we may have. And until next time, this has been The Forecast. <laughs>